ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. down this wall. Oh, the band is out on the field! He's gonna go into the end zone! And what you gonna do when Hulkamania? Say no to drugs. Eat my shorts. Boys and girls and children of all ages, hello and welcome to the Bastards of Babylon, episode 35. Good number. That's a good number. Let's 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 get this one going. It's gonna be a good one. A good fucking number. Um, uh, pretty good age. You're right in between. You're halfway through your 30s, so you pretty much got your shit together, know which kind of direction you're going, but, you know, you're far enough away from 40 that you can still talk shit about 40-year-olds, like you're not going to fucking be there pretty soon. Yeah, fuck those 35-year-olds, they can suck a dick, okay, because 30, <laughs> 45 is the new 35. Oh, shit. I heard Burr the other day talking about, it was actually pretty good advice, he's going he's gonna to be 55 uh, in a oh, couple of geez. months. Looking I pretty know. good. Looking yeah, and he's always good. like, he's like, oh, he's like, he's like, what am I gonna do? Fucking lay in my bed and crying into my pillow, woohoo! You know, he's like, <laughs> he's like, I wish I was forty-five. He's like, but you can't. He's like, I learned a long time ago, you can't do that. Wishing you were ten years younger, because in ten years you're gonna wish you're at right now. Right. He's like ten years <laughs> ago, you know, I was like, fuck, forty-five. I wish I was thirty-five. I was like, now I wish I was forty-five. So he's like. Just a waste of fucking time to Yeah. And and that. you know, I went to a concert last Friday and speaking of age, um I, I saw Charlie Robinson play and he is fifty nine now. We had to look that up because he looks god awful and oh, uh god, yeah. Which is which is amazing. Like like you said, like the difference in years, but <clears throat> nine years ago is when we went on that Dominican trip um <clears throat> dominican music trip where him and a bunch of other red dirt music guys uh, went out and you hang out with them and he was vibrant and i've got pictures of him you know standing with him you know at the pool at the beach and he's you know seemingly healthy which he would have been 50 then he'd been right on the number of 50 in great shape you know for 50 and i know he went through some health issues and this is kind of like his he's coming back out after some serious serious health issues where he didn't know if he's going to be able to even sing anymore but still my god the the difference between 50 and 59 for him i mean is it, it's it's jarring so yeah like you said you know if, if you got good health whether you're in your 30s or 40s or your 50s wherever you're at if you're feeling good you're looking good just cherish it man because it's it ain't fucking lasting forever for sure yeah i actually saw some you know a lot of people in the area went to that concert so a lot of it was over everybody's social media a bunch of pictures mm. close-ups of him on the stage and like just sitting on a fucking stool yeah. or on a chair, like it didn't look like that he ever moved from everybody he, that took pictures. He got up for about the exact same time. He got up for about a, a song or two, did like a little fake shaking his ass thing. Was just, just, I mean, you just you gotta just go with it when you're like that. You just you just yeah. shake your ass like an old man. But yeah, he 
he apparently the people that I know that that kind of watch him everywhere he goes, he sits and sings his songs almost the whole time. And actually, this was the first concert that he did that wasn't just basically him on a guitar acoustic. Uh, you can't do that at, at the venue he was at. It's a bigger venue. Uh, he hasn't even had a band since he's been back. He's just been out there kind of just playing. So, yeah. All the time, baby. Undefeated. Und except for, it's not going to get us. I mean, we seem to just keep getting better with age. I don't know. we got some Benjamin Button things going on here, but it's working out good for us. Well, I mean, we both subscribe <laughs> to the TB12 method, so that there's that. Uh, right. If Tom Brady can do it. We can do it. We skipped the whole marry a uh, supermodel stage out of choice. Obviously, yeah. we just we had plenty of opportunities. Just didn't want to. Just chose not to. Is I don't. They're too stuck up. I don't. Need I mean, drama. we knew that wasn't going to end well. So why go through the whole rigmarole <laughs> having to be married to a supermodel and just to one day get a divorce? Yeah. I mean, my God. Yeah, and I've talked What's about the point. I've talked about it before. I'll say it real quickly again. I to me, I know she's a supermodel. I think his ex wife was hotter. Just personal preference, that's all. Well, either way it goes, Tommy will definitely move, be moving on to somebody hotter um, regardless because mm -hmm. he's Tom fucking Brady. He's the GOAT, and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, he's aging well, as most men do, and especially ones that actually take care of their bodies <laughs> and themselves, and he's invested a lot of money and formed a whole company around taking care of his body, so... Before we get too far into this, sorry, I'm going to cut you off. Before we get too far into this, I wanted to address uh, the person that was supposed to be on the show. So it's supposed to be a three-man show. We're going to have a guest tonight. Uh, did we tease it last week? I don't know if we did or not on the show. But either way, <laughs> let's address the elephant in the room that we are. There's not three people on this show. There's only us two. Uh, the guest that we had uh, that agreed to come on has kind of bailed out or he's just not answering text however you want to you want to talk about it his name is ryan michael wheeler and he agreed to come on and talk about the trans issue and trump trannies and trump this was the the, the two t's were a hot topic for him uh and and he was going to come on and he couldn't wait i mean in the comment section he was on fire he was coming out hot <laughs> i mean all over the comment section i can't wait to come in there and then uh, you know he was coming in. i was like dude just save it for the, save it for the show Save it for long form. We can discuss it like adults, and you get more information out that way. Um, and he and he actually replied to the direct messages. He picked tonight to do it, and the day of the show comes, and he is a no-show. So, uh, Ryan Michael Wheeler, I don't know what else to call you but a coward. Unless you are in a hospital bed somewhere, then I would apologize to you. But uh, you had your chance to come on and defend your topics, but you don't. Or you didn't, so uh, that's on you. Yeah, let's hope nothing uh, major happened for sure. Um, yeah, we don't wish ill will on anybody. No, of course not. But I, but I did take some screenshots real quick before we get into the rest of the show. Because uh, Ryan Michael Wheeler, you are going to be on this show, even though you decided to not be on the show. We're gonna we're gonna talk well, about. I you. have the microphone, so you will listen <laughs> yeah. to every goddamn word I have to say. Gonna know. So. Um, <laughs> I kind of went through some of his Facebook posts and one, just one that stood out that I would like to just read verbatim and then we can kind of talk about it back and forth as if he was on the show uh, like he should have been. So five days ago, Ryan Michael Wheeler said around 5,000 kids were put on puberty blockers last year. A lot of those were for premature puberty or other health reasons. 17,000 kids in the entire United States are on them. 
acting like anyone is forcing kids to be on them is not only ignorant, it's just stupid. So, Bo Sivas, would you like to take the arms and, and, and explain to Ryan Michael Wheeler, who is not here in person, why that is an ignorant and retarded statement, even though he's trying to say that we're retarded, or should I, or should I take the honors? Well, I mean, the thing that I would say is you can't throw a blanket statement on anything. I'm sure there are plenty of medical reasons mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. kids are on that. That's why the medicines were invented in the first place, right? Uh, right? But to pretend that kids aren't being forced to do things, or at least at the very least coerced to do things, is to ignore... I don't know, every post of every parent that fucking puts their kid out there. I mean, even these gross fucking surgical pictures of 16-year-old girls that have had their tits uh, taken out and they've got, they're posing with a doctor and their mom. Like, it's so fucking gross. So to, to act like that, they're not being at the very least coerced and encouraged, uh, empowered to take these drugs. And again, they're not 18, so they can't get these drugs on their own. So there has to be some sort of um, partnership between consent. their parents. There has and, to be consent because children be can't consent. consent. Right. And the doctors, I mean, these evil fucks, they have to be the ones giving it out. Nobody else can write a prescription except for them. So that's, again, so, they're, not, they're not choosing this on their own. <clears throat> So Ryan Michael Wheeler is not smart enough to come up with this talking point. So he undoubtedly got this from someone else. And the problem with this talking point is it is, it is, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. And this is the trick that these people always like to play. They like to, they don't, they don't like to address the, the, you know, the thing that we're talking about and they like to use smoke and mirrors to, to, you know, redirect you. So the fact that X amount, and we'll just take his word for it that he's true or this, this common truth. We'll just take his word for it. This is true. Let's say there's 17,000 kids who are put on puberty blockers because they, for whatever reason, are naturally getting puberty too early than would normal uh, normally be desired. Okay. What does that have to do with putting children on puberty blockers for the purpose of blocking it forever? Those are two completely different things. That's like saying, uh, what do you care about all the heroin addicts and the opiate addicts around the country people who are dying and addicted because doctors prescribe painkillers all the time we have tylenol like everybody takes tylenol it it makes no sense the fact that there's kids who for whatever reason get puberty a little early and you want to stop it for like a year or two that has nothing to do with you putting them on there for the direct reason of stopping their development as that gender or as that sex so that you can then move on to the what you were talking about the the you know the chopping off chopping off of uh, body parts and the uh, sexual mutilation of of these children. So I wish he was here to like address that. And if he even understands the difference between those two things and the point that he made that he was calling us stupid and ignorant, it actually makes him look stupid and ignorant. Uh, but he's he's not here. So well, I mean, not only that, I'd like to get an honest answer from all these kids of how how many of them have been has it been explained to them that once you go through this transition you are now on these drugs and on follow-up you know surgeries for bacteria this and that like you are going to have medical procedures and narcotics in your life for the rest of your life simply for 
this transition or whatever, and that's not even counting all the things that life's going to throw at you. What if you're develop diabetes? What if you get cancer? What if this, what if, I mean, we all have things that we go through and from time to time we all have to take medication. So on top of all of life's everyday shit, you're constantly going to have a pharmacy bill and a doctor bill to maintain and check your transition for the rest of your life. It's not a one and done thing. They're, they don't just <clears> cut your <throat> dick off and then turn you loose. Like that's not how that fucking works. There's tubes you got to piss out of for a while. I mean, there, there's, <clears throat> it's ridiculous. All these procedures and everything that you got to, and I wonder how much of that is truly explained. It's not to these children. It's not. And, and I'll take it to uh, even like everything you said is completely true and all fantastic points. Let me let me throw the fucking Trump card down on the table. These kids are not told that when you cut off your genitals and you're put some sort of Frankenstein, you know, fake, either fake dong that, that they cut out of your arm or your hip or they create a fake hole, you will never have an orgasm again or very likely will never have an orgasm again. The, are these kids told that? Do they even know what an orgasm is? Of course not. Not, not at a very young age. Like, they need to be told that you, I mean, God, my God, Bocevis, it's hard enough sometimes when you have all your correct sexual functions to, to have an orgasm for, for some people. <laughs> I mean, so now imagine, now imagine chopping it off and Frankensteining together some, some you know, bastard parts that you're it's not going to happen and that's never talked about why as these post-surgery once you get past the you know the the uh the phase of like oh i'm new i've got all the, i'm so happy i got all i got all these new yeah, parts once like, you get past the twitter post and the instagram yeah, and the oh the my honeymoon god you're phase. so you're so brave once the honeymoon phase is over and you're faced with the realization that oh my god what have i done to my body i'm never going to have an orgasm again this is causing me, you know, bacterial problems. Like you said, you're going to be on medication for the rest of your life. Gee, I wonder why the suicide rate doesn't go down for these people. And, and the fact that these doctors, these parents who, who like to use their kids as, as the, uh, you know, on social media, as that little trinket, like all oh, my little special LGBTQ LMNOP uh, toy, you know, th these are the people, the blood's on their hands. Uh, so yeah, the, like it's just, it's like an entire, I would love for him to come on the show and answer some of these questions that I know he has never fucking heard of. Well, I would like somebody to address the elephant in the room about this whole thing, and we haven't even gotten into it, just because I haven't really felt to be in the spirit to bring it up. But I'll bring it up now, since we're here. We are here. Uh, you know, the suicide rate, you bring it up or whatever, it doesn't go down. There's that study there was like, oh, there's no long-term study. Actually, there is. It's from Sweden. Uh, it's very obscure, but this dude did do it. Uh, and it's, he's got like 30 years of research into it. But regardless, you know, the suicide rate doesn't go down. Um, it continues to be what it is. And the reason for that is because the real problem with these people is not that they're a boy who's in a girl's body or blah, whatever their shit they say. I'm just going to say it's the fact that they're awkward. I mean, if you look at, look in these crowds, look in these crowds, there are these protests. These were awkward, a lot of overweight. They're unattractive, right? They've done all these things to their body, put shit <laughs> through their nose, dyed their hair purple, 
tattoos. They've done all these things to try to individualize themselves, try to make themselves to peacock. Right? That's our natural instinct. Try to do something. Searching identity. To find an identity, to make themselves noticeable, attractive, or whatever. To whatever. It doesn't matter if it's opposite sex, same sex, gay or not. You're trying to find somebody to take stock in you to love you, to want you. We all have that need to be wanted, to be made felt attractive, to be made felt important. And what they're missing in their life is that, not that they're in the wrong body or the wrong gender. It's that they're not very attractive people. And instead of having to deal with, like an adult, not being a very attractive person, you know, if you're overweight, Maybe better diet, maybe hit the gym, maybe take some responsibility. No, it's everybody else's fault, or you're born in the wrong body, you're in transition, and it's everybody else that can't accept you. I mean, these videos, these people protesting are some of the ugliest fucking people on the goddamn planet. And it's all, it's, there's, never, there's never any good looking people in this crowd, ever. You know why? Because good looking people are, and I'm, again, I'm not judging, I'm just telling you the truth. Good looking people are generally happy. Everybody's got problems, but generally they're happy. If you're generally happy with yourself, then you're not going to ever think about changing genders. You're not ever going to think about, you know, any of this kind of stuff because you're not in that bad mental state of being an unattractive person and everything that comes along with that as a young adult, as a young unattractive teenager is nothing worse in the world. And we've all went through that phase. I don't give a fuck how good looking you are. I don't give a fuck if you are Tom Brady we, we've all saw his fucking uh, combine picture. That dude had a dad bod at 22. Yeah, all... He looked like a dope. So, right? But now he's a good-looking dude. I guarantee Giselle Bungeon wasn't always fucking beautiful. She had a frumpy face, too. Everybody goes through that. But instead of dealing with it, like, we all had to just deal with it and come out the other side and figure out who you are, it's instantly, oh, well, it's probably because you're but, supposed to be a man. You're supposed yeah, to be well, a woman. Well, what you're talking about is that it's the new social contagion, where it's just like these same, I mean, obviously what you're saying is completely true. Like all kids have always gone through these identity problems for since since the beginning of time. But whereas in the past, you would maybe pierce your nose or dye your hair or whatever. The new thing to do when you're going through these like weird identity things is, oh, well, maybe I'm actually this. And, and, the, and so it's a social contagion big time. And what's happening is, unlike when you pierce your nose or dye your hair, and you're kind of, I mean, you might feel like you're different and it might give you a little but boost. Back in our day, boys and girls, uh, a lot of kids bought Jinkos, wore Doc Martens, that sort they, of fucking thing. There was people that did weird shit too back then. I mean, like, no, 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 yeah, like, they dyed their hair, they did all that. But I'm saying, like, just, just to make fun of our own generation. Of course. The Jinko yeah. thing, the Doc Martin thing, the goth thing. I mean, that he, whole fuck. I mean, yeah. even the even the popular kids, if you look back on them, they, they looked ridiculous at, at certain times. Oh, but of the, course. But the difference is, when you dye your hair, pierce your nose, or do something weird, you still you, you might feel more accepted in like your, like your little clique, or you might feel like you stand out a little bit more, and it gives you confidence. Which overall, whatever you're piercing your hair, dyeing your hair, no big deal. That's 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 overall a good thing. This social contagion, it's it's encouraged, and you you not you don't you're not just an outcast who's doing something a little bit different. You are instantly celebrated. You are instantly untouchable you are instantly the bell of the ball like dylan mulvaney you get you shoot up the ranks 
when you change your sex. It's not like just dyeing your hair or piercing your nose where like, okay, they're doing something different. They're going to, no, 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 no. It's the other, it goes the other way. You are instant popular kid in the school. You get, you get a pass to everywhere, including the opposite bathroom. That's a great fucking point because the kids that I'm talking about back in the day that dyed their hair black, wore the Jinkos, the Doc Markins, did the goth thing, did the emo thing, whatever that was, they did that full knowing that they were going to be shunned. Or just different. You you fucking goth, you fucking weirdo, blah, blah, blah. But they took pride in that because they weren't getting any any attention anyway. So what they sought out was attention. They knew they would get it negatively by being in that crowd and they welcomed it they welcomed it's the same way the same reason why guys join i mean how many good looking guys you know that are in a fucking biker gang let's fucking be honest they're fat as fuck they're not good looking (laughs) hey 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 sorry bikers i'm just saying i mean like you join they like to drink beer they do like to drink their beer they're good dudes that's cool i mean i'm nothing against them i'm just saying (laughs) They go join that because they already feel like an outcast. Well, might as well be an outcast. Let's find me some outcasts that I want to hang out with, too. Those guys look cool. They're wearing leather fucking jackets. They look tough. I probably could be one of those guys. Let me go fucking try that out. And that's how this all fucking... So, like, in our day, yeah, people sought that different, but they knew going into it. That's such a good point. It was going to be a negative, but they sought that negative Mm -hmm. attention because it gave them attention. This is a whole different fucking animal. You get the attention, but it's nothing but rainbows and fucking sunshine. Not mm-hmm. to use the rainbows out of context, but... Uh, <laughs> what a Nazi you are. But either way, I like swear. that's they're getting the positive affirmation of being the fucking new weirdos. Like, so yeah, that's it's a total... And you can't even call them that. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's... It's a real weird thing that we're going through, and um, I don't know. We'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, but I know you're gonna do. You're gonna get into your book before you do that. I'm gonna just, just you know, hit on this real quick. There's a book I'm reading that that's actually um, I'm only halfway through. So it's ta- it's about this. Tra- it's how we got to where we're at with this trans issue. It's a guy that wrote this book, and he takes it all the way back. You know, is he the- a guy? he's definitely a guy he is not confused but he takes he takes this whole like history of of how we got here all the way back to you know you rousseau and even back to like you know some of the some of the socrates some of the greek greek guys and the changing of how we got the focus on everything else all the way to our the focus on the self it's called um oh my god i can't believe i don't remember the name of it but it's called uh Bear with me, bear with me. The rise and triumph of the modern self, uh, and, and it's it just a weird goes, title. Bear with me, bear with me. <laughs> that that was not it. Let me reset that. One, two, three. Cut all this out. We'll see. <laughs> uh, nobody will ever see any of this part. Uh, so this book is called "The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self," and it is so fantastic. And and you know we we've talked about in the past on this show about where the fuck did this come from how did we get here well by the end of this book i'm gonna have a real good timeline over the last two or three hundred years of exactly how we got here the steps along the way uh uh, of how it happened so i just i can't wait to finish it that's a little tease on on what i'm doing i know you want to get into uh uh, the conclusion of the book that you're that's really fucking interesting definitely um keep us up to date on that for sure um yeah that's that's gonna be good yeah that's awesome 
Uh, well, this is episode 35, and apparently every 35 days or so, the media asks Karen Jean, hey, when's fucking uh, Sleepy Joe going to come out here and actually talk to us instead of having a, you having to circle back and not going to answer that from this podium and yada, 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 your way through all these fucking bullshit? I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. Like, I mean, think about it. I mean, really think about it. It's not a joke. Not a joke. <laughs> So Joe Biden went to, I guess he's in Ireland right now, which Good generally, day, when the when the president <laughs> leaves the country, you know, there's a press conference. He gives, hey, I'm going to fucking so-and-so to, and states a mission. While I'm there, this is who I'm going to meet with, and blah, blah, blah. And then yep. once he gets there, he meets the people, there's a big hoopla over there there's generally a press conference with both the world leaders there's talks of how they're buddies and they've been playing fucking baccarat or whatever in the back room like it's all this <laughs> bullshit you know then all the general crap that goes on well joe just left the country didn't tell anybody so the media was butthurt about it and started asking karen jean like hey when when are we gonna get president biden out here and mm -hmm. she's like, well, I mean, guys, come on. Like, this president has made himself more available to unscripted questions than any other administration <laughs> of all time. And literally, like, all these dudes, because it's usually just doocy in there on our side. The rest, of, the rest of them just carry the water and just go, oh. They all go, oh, come <laughs> on. Like, they're all just so pissed off. Like, That's horseshit, Karen Jean. Yeah. This wedding's horseshit. Uh, <laughs> And she's like, and it like caught her by, she like was shocked. She's like, holy shit. That finally got pushed back. She's like, all right, all right, all right, guys. I hear you. Like, I hear you. And somebody else asked like, look, it's been blah, blah, blah. He's like, look. and it wasn't Peter, but I always can say Peter. So always, she's like, look, Peter, I hear you. Okay, I hear you. Look, <laughs> I, I mean, I get this question. And this is the funniest part. I just like, I get this question from you guys like once every you know, 30 to 45 days or so. And yeah, you know, it's always the same. I, I tell you that I don't know when, but you know, the next time president's going to make himself available, you guys know that you'll know. And then, but right before that, she just said that he has made himself more available than any president ever. But yet then she has to say, and condescendingly, look, you guys ask me the same shit every month or month and a half, and I tell you the same shit. I don't know when this old fucker's coming out to talk. Like, if they had to ask you that every 30 yeah. to 45 days, isn't that a fucking clue that you just those, lied? That those two statements can't both be true, Karen Jean. Now, I say, I say they can't both be true, Karen Jean. I think you're lying to me. Not a joke. <laughs> yeah, I don't like to talk. To Basically, she's saying, hey, all you fucktards, okay? I don't give a shit if you want to talk to the president, okay? We're doing things over here. We're busy ruining the country. I don't need him coming out here mumbling and stumbling all over the microphone. He starts <clears throat> he starts drooling. We got to clean it up. It's a big mess. And I got to come in here and deal with deucey shit after he says something <laughs> dumb. Then I got to <laughs> fucking answer questions this asshole is going to ask me for the next two weeks. And I'm going to contradict myself because I'm going to lie, of course. And then I'll... Who's that other douchebag that comes up there sometimes? I finally saw, like, I, I never see these people. I only, like, hear them while I'm working. 
that I guess he's the backup. He's some dude with really weird eyes and um I don't know who that is. A stupid voice. I don't know if he's like the backup when when Karen Jean's taking a, a when she when she's under shit. arrest for a DUI. She oh, got that's, a DWI? Right. She, that's right. She didn't get arrested for her DUI. She oh, got pulled yeah. over? Oh, yeah, she got pulled over and was stumbling. Oh. Yeah. And I'm I'm assuming she got the treatment like everybody else would. Oh, of and, course. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we're so racist in this country that they let a four foot two black uh Lesbo oh, and we're we're homophobic. So black lesbian. <laughs> they let her just go on about her day and didn't even mm. so much as write her a citation, much less take her ass to jail like she was should it, have been. Was it daytime? No, it wasn't not time. Okay, I was about to say points to Karen Jean for getting day drunk like that. I, that Dude, been if like, I had to do her job, I would be right? hammered all the fucking time. Oh I my god! You that. Man, it, it, you know what? I would love to. Well, I say that, and that's what I was gonna. I would if you were like if you're the president, like Trump, like Trump. Trump never saw a camera. He didn't fucking just go right to. Uh, that's how I would be as a, as a politician. I'd be like. Who the fuck wants to talk now? I am ready. Let's do this. I'll bust all you Trump, up. Trump and Jerry Jones are very similar <laughs> in that regard. There's never well, there's never an interview that Jerry won't do. There's never a camera he'd never like. There's never a fucking radio interview he'd turn down. This motherfucker calls in to the local radio station if he hears something he likes or hears something he doesn't like. If he's just driving around, listen, he'll randomly call in. Well, uh, well, uh, that's a ridiculous and that I'll have you fired, <laughs> but yeah, like if you're, if you know what you're talking about and you're confident in, in your viewpoints, like, like let's just take DeSantis, like that guy, does he ever look nervous or stumbling at the microphone? No, he's and he, and even, um, uh, Kaylee McEnany or I think that's her name. She would come up there with that big giant fucking notebook. And when they would come have her, come at her with all this bullshit, She'd be like, well, actually, uh, you said you and your organization actually said she had the date, she had the tweet or the, the, the article. She would bust them up. If you have your shit prepared, you know what you're talking about, and you're congruent uh, along the whole spectrum of topics that might come up, it is fucking, you love it. It's easy. That's why I wanted Ryan Michael Wheeler to bring his fucking coward ass onto the show so we could talk to him about some of these points because he also wanted to talk about Trump and the whole, uh, you know, situations going on him with the with the uh, fake indictment and all that shit. So he was going to really come at us with that because you know I'm sure he was pretty really smart and he knows he knows all the details for for that and the Biden situation. I'm sure he's very very well ber versed in bird law. Uh, yeah. But the problem with the Karen Jean thing is, and even, and even Saki before. Bye um, bye. You know, Kaylee had to be prepared. They, she had to have a dossier of every reporter in that room. Because they're all reporter? coming at her. Yeah, because they all came at her every day. Every yeah. day they came up with every fucking thing they had. So, yeah, you're going to have a dossier on every person. If you're smart, which she was, you're going to have a dossier on every person in that room and the organization they work for. What are their main talking points? What do they generally report on? What do they write on? What do they rip you for? You know the, the ebb and flow of how they're what they're going to poke and prod at. Whereas a Karen Jean or a Saki get nothing but softballs, except for one guy. One Deucey's the only guy, and Deucey just knocks their fucking dicks in the dirt somehow. Like, how are you not prepared for one fucking guy? 
That's a good point. And you listen to you, you hear more of her, her stuff than I do. Has she ever said, well, actually, Ducey, you and your organization said this? Like, no. is that, <laughs> I mean, that was a daily thing for Kaylee. She would just bust them up. So no, she has he, one guy, one, one guy to, to figure guy. out. And she can't and she's even, even said before, like when he hit her with something, she he's like, she was like, well, I was waiting for this. I was waiting for this. I was wondering when it was going to come up. And she started into her, and it was not an answer at all. And he's like, yeah, but that's not true because you said blah, blah, blah. She's like, look, Peter, I'm not going to get it. And then she was, uh -huh. she, I'm just not going to address this. We're like, dude, yes. you even said, you yes. looked in your notebook and you said you, you were waiting for the question and you had no answer. Dude, that is, that's exactly what Ryan Michael Wheeler did. He was like, I can't wait to talk. I was waiting for this. I, I was prepared for this. I knew it was. And, when, and when, he, when it was time, he was like, Lord, like Lord, I'm, Lord, not I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to address I'm, this listen, from this platform. I'm not going to address this. this you, I, I won't be able to say my, yeah, this, they're all the same. They are all the same. They're such frauds. They don't believe in shit. And the things that they think they believe in, they cannot back up with thought and conversation. They cannot do it. They won't do it. They literally won't do it. I mean, what do they have to back it up with? Uh, hopes and prayers and rainbow stripes? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Not much. There's not a lot of substance. <laughs> I know that. Um, yeah, so Karen Jean's had a rough one. She's the Everybody's turning on Karen Jean. Now, for our president, Mr. Joe Biden, mm -hmm. he went over to Ireland to uh, quote, what was the quote? It was to visit his ancestry homeland, which is amazing because Joe <sighs> Biden is, uh, let's see, he was black enough to be at black church mm -hmm. as a kid, while at the same time living in a Greek neighborhood, mm -hmm. but being best friends with every Polish person mm -hmm. in town, so much yeah. that he wished his name was Biden Ski, uh, he's also a practicing Jew and Catholic, which that's a tough fucking toss up right there. I don't know how you, mm. I mean, Passover and Easter kind of overlaps. So I get it. A I mean, you know, whatever, couple extra feasts, but probably manageable, I guess a little, except for the whole no, no hell on one side and a hell on the other side. I don't know. They the Jesus, the issue. Jesus thing could get tricky. The whole Jesus. Well, I mean, you issue. know, the Jews do. Do acknowledge Jesus. They, they recognize him as a person. Yeah. Like he was there, but he wasn't like the star of the show. Uh, and Jews don't believe in hell. And so it's like, but either way, he, he balances that just fine. And then uh can't believe, you know, between being a truck driver and <laughs> a lawyer and then a pilot. Of his class. Don't forget that. Top of his every class he ever went to, he's went to every major college in America, I believe. He's got yeah. at least seventeen degrees. On top of all that, he's Irish, so hmm. he had to go back to see. Well, you know his people in Ireland. Oh, it's me, Joe Biden. I would like to speak on behalf of all Irish people. I don't know what percentage I am; doesn't fucking even matter. But uh, we don't want you. We don't like you, and you can go fuck yourself, Joe Biden. You are unwanted. I just want to know, did he take fucking Beto with him? That's our, I mean, that's our most famous Irishman probably in this uh, country. Rorick? The, the Mexican Irish guy? The fucking fake Mexican Irish guy. I mean, if I've said it so many times. If that guy was any more Irish, he'd be a goddamn potato. What do you His think Beto's is, doing right now? 
Nothing. He ain't doing shit. Every time would he, he come on the show, you think he can, he's got nothing else to do? I'm, I'm gonna. Oh, he definitely has nothing else to do. He's never had a job in his life. I wonder if he'll come on the bastard. Which is very unlike an Irish person to just be that big of a fucking grifter. Like Irish people. Are Him, doing... he's not. He's not welcome either. He can go fuck himself too. That dude is so Irish. He's a fucking leprechaun. You can't get rid of him. His name is Robert Francis O'Rourke. He has black hair and black eyes. That dude could not be any more fucking Irish. If he was a pint of Guinness, he wouldn't be more fucking Irish. Who you talking about, Beto? Yes. And what makes him Irish? Black hair? Yes. What? Yeah. The Irish have black? I thought they were pale skin with light no, eyes. That's and... only one section. You ever seen Rory McIlroy? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean one section? Like, what section is... What, yo, some Irish people do have red hair and are gingers or whatever, like any other white They're just, society. you know, just lighter, like blue-eyed. Um, no. You know? No. Well, bitch, I got blue dark, eyes. Dark I got red. the blue eyes, so. That's, that's from some other part of your mutt uh, fucking <laughs> DNA. It's probably Irish, some. Irish people have dark eyes and dark hair. Like, that's just yeah. how they are. It's probably some mermaid, my great great grandfather fucked in the i mean there are blue eyes and irish people or whatever but again that dude he couldn't be any more fucking irish <laughs> could not be any more fucking irish yeah well we don't want any of them so they, they can go suck it yeah yeah i i mean i just can't wait for beto to have to get a real job like will that ever happen because what would he I, do i don't even know what what is he qualified to do nothing he's qualified to fundraise other so... than grift so yeah. fun, fundraise like like uh i mean i'm sure he could get a job in financing like uh you know collecting cold calling on sales or you know i don't know <laughs> i really don't i really don't know the fucking phone rings goddamn telemarketers <laughs> hey this is uh beto o'rourke uh who's your internet provider currently <laughs> yeah i'm sorry did you say forgive my internet i'm good but did you say beto can we have a discussion because I was, I was, you know, I told you, I think I told you a couple months ago, I met a, a late, a lady who, uh, who said she was friends with the O'Rourke family. And of course, this was the demise of us clearly. And we never even, I never even like met her in person, but it was never going to work because she was a flaming fucking liberal and close to the O'Rourke family. Which at that point, once I found that out, and I don't know if she's listening to the show or not, if she does, I really don't give a shit. I really only, even though she was hot, I really only had intentions of using her to get one of the Auroric family on the show. Uh, and turns oh, out... Man, I just wanted, I'd have so many fucking questions. About to, to Beto? Of course. Yeah. Of course. But I mean, once, if it was ever actually pitched to him... Zero chance he was ever going to do it. Um, but no, just but, for her. I'd have, like, when did he start pretending that he was a Mexican? Yeah. And who came up with that fucking idea? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, tell on myself and, and be real honest with, with you and, and all the people listening. I didn't have sex with her, and I wasn't going to go on that route until I got to have sex with her. So I, I wasn't gonna like. Just, <laughs> I was just, I was playing like close to the vest on the chance that I might got to have get to have sex with her. Because she was hot. So 
you know, now, <laughs> now I could definitely, now I could definitely hit her up and be like, like, so what's up with this cross-dressing shit? So I didn't, I didn't want to hit her hard with that shit right out of the gate, just on the, on the chance that I could uh, actually, you know, see a, see a girl naked. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we all sell our principles down the road for one thing or the other. Look, I have a weird sliding scale of morality. It's a, I've, I've talked about this before. <laughs> My sliding scale of morality is a, is a problem. I will acknowledge it, but um, it is alive and well. Yeah. Well, it's that, <laughs> uh, it's what's that old diagram like the, of, a hot chick, like how hot she is, and how oh, the hot crazy matrix. Well, the hot crazy, but then like how long you'll listen to her talk about her cat. <laughs> oh yeah. Like there's a there's a fallout. There's a there's a definitely a tipping point to that mm -hmm. scale. Like I don't give a fuck how hot you are at some point. I don't give a fuck about your cat. Right. Shut your goddamn mouth. Yeah. Or or anything st anything stupid that we don't want to fucking. There's a there's a point where it doesn't matter how hot you are. We're not going to listen anymore to the things that you're saying. Because too many things are coming out of your mouth and not enough things are going into them. <laughs> that's where the tipping point is. <laughs> well, hey, and you know what? Every happily married, because there's a lot of unhappy. You see them all the time. Lots of unhappy. I mean, smoking hot tins all over Instagram and social media. And there's a reason for that. They want to be that smoking hot and independent and you know find and it's weird like if you want to find a dude to dominate easy like that's done yeah. you can go pick up a you can pick up a whipping boy somebody's gonna fucking mow your yard clean your pool fucking you know eat your pussy constantly he's not gonna ask for anything he's not ever gonna want anything he's gonna be so happy just to be with you and if you're that dominating type person that's done but what do they want they want some guy to come in and fucking you know, kind of set the law down and dominate them a little bit because secretly that's what they want or not even, sometimes not even secretly, say it out loud. Well, if that's what you want, then you got to fucking, there's got to be some give and take. You got to shut the fuck up every once in a while. I've, uh, I've, this has been on my, this is, I don't want to get into this because it would take a whole show to do it, but like this has been on one of the lists of things that I've, that I've wanted to talk about on this show is the whole culture of, on social media is these women who, there is a there's an epidemic of women on social media. It's like the whole, and it kind of flows right into the book I'm reading, the worship of the self. Like these these women who are on social media, and it's just constant pictures and pictures and poses and poses. And at the same time that they're posing all this shit and talking all this shit, and and it's all about me, 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 me. They're complaining that they can't find a fucking real man, and it's yeah. like. I'm telling you, this would take this would take a whole show to go over this, you know. But yeah, it's this is a wanna, thing. I don't want to go too hard though on the hot chicks because I do love the fact that they post. Number one yeah. and two, I don't want the Lizzo movement taking over where everybody can just be fat and ugly <laughs> and post shit and get away. Like, no, dude, we got to squash yeah. that. Like, as passionate as you are against the trans people, is as passionate I am against fat girls in fucking bikinis. Like, I. Just, yeah, fuck that. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to see this bullshit. It's not beautiful. Yeah, not, it's not fucking whatever. What empowering? Fuck you. Cover your. That's not gonna work. Up. That that will never take off. That that just won't take off. No, I know it's, it's a, I know it's a thing starter. I know it's a thing that's out there, but that will not fucking work. It's fucking gross. But the but the those women, it just cracks me up. And thank God. Thank God that I don't spend hardly any time on social media, but anytime. And, and yes, I've got a lot of people on, on the socials and we do. 
and so I see all these freaking hot chicks, and I just feel bad for them because they're like, they come off as so, it's just desperate. It's like they're constantly posting, and all they have, all they have to really sell is how hot they are. Uh, and I, I, I remember I posted something one time that you know the pose that chicks do, where like they're in the mirror. But they're kind of turned backwards and they got their ass sticking out. Yeah. So it's like, I was like, and is the the meme was like, this is this is the pose that says, I have nothing else to offer except oh, yeah. what you see. That's, and that's so true. It's like you don't understand, they don't, it's like the, where are your fathers? Where are your fathers? Like, I mean, you know, I'm I don't know if my daughters post stuff like that. They're they're not on my social, I don't have all the socials like that, but like if I saw them, I'd be like, what the fuck is that? Like that that that's your value? That like you're if you want to post one every once in a while, okay, but like you're peppering shit daily, multiple yeah. times a day. Like that's just what are you doing? So I don't know. That again, that's a whole nother show. That's a great fucking Louis C.K. bit though. He talks about being the hot chick at the bar. He's like, What a terrible fucking identity. He's like, You're just the hot <laughs> chick at the bar. He's like, What do you do? <laughs> well, I go over here and all the guys affect me. <laughs> But they can't fuck me. But then I go over here to this bar, and then everybody over here wants to fuck me. But they can't fuck me either. That's exactly it. He's oh like, my god. He's like, he's like, and I'm in my forties. Like back when he's like, I'm in my forties now. I was like, I just want to fucking put a coat over him. Like I'm a father. Like Jesus Christ, put a fucking jacket on. Yeah. That's why I just want to fucking put a jacket on and take him home. He's like, yeah. And yeah, I want to fuck him still too. But they're not gonna fuck me, so fuck them. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, I, I didn't I didn't know about that, but yeah, that's exactly how I feel. I'm like, God, that's, yeah. you're just uh, like, yeah, you're fucking smoking hot, but that ain't gonna fucking fly. And I, and it really cracks me up. I always like like if there's a bunch of comments, like sometimes I'll just I'll like creep on comments. I'm not scared to admit it. I'll creep on comments, and I rarely comment because I just you know I'm, I I feel like I don't want to get too deep in that, but like I feel like only mm, lower IQ people really calm remember i used to have this uh theory on 15 years ago about people that call into sports radio station oh, yeah. like yeah. that's the you're getting the low iq people and i feel the same way about the comment section for the most part and you can have intellectual conversation in the comment section it's mostly just simps that comment on you're right oh my it, god so beautiful oh, heart 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 god you're so beautiful you what is it uh, just bullshit but like yeah i feel the same way you're getting the low iq comment section in there and uh I, I I don't like to get, but I will look, and it is it is funny just to watch the the just the the Neanderthal conversations that go on back and forth between a smoking hot chick and these a bunch of four and fives dudes that that have no shot at all, but she's got to pretend that she's being nice of because course. she posted it, so it's just ugh, gross. Yeah, I mean you got, I mean. You can't post the shit and then be a bitch and then want people to follow and like you have to play the game. So, <laughs> and then they'll and then they'll post picture. They'll post these snapshots of creepy dudes in their inbox or in their direct messages. Like, can you believe this? Like, yeah, bitch. I fuck. I mean, yeah, I believe it. You're fucking throwing your shit out there nonstop. You think that you might be? I, it's like I used to tell my daughters. Like, if you dress like Halloween, don't don't be surprised when the fucking ghouls come around. I mean, hello. I mean, it's, I never comment. I never say anything, but I just think that's funny. It is funny. Um, well, shifting gears, yeah. So to the book that I've been reading, which I'm done with yeah. now. Let's get into this. Let's do fingerprints the of the gods is the name of the book, and uh, so basically, 
it is an exploration of uh, kind of how how every society, ancient society or whatever, every society we've ever had, A, had a flood myth, you know, some sort of deluge that came through and wiped out humanity, how they all at least have more than one epoch of humanity, like some of them have four, some of them have five, whatever. In other words, we've started over several, several times as a species. And there's different versions of the story or whatever, but it all pretty much ends up out in the wash. And then, but he started the book very interestingly, and I didn't know how he was going to tie it back in, and he did it at the end. So he started the book talking about ancient cartographers, and basically, so that's map makers, um, and, you know, how maps were developed, you know, what it kind of takes to know how to do a round earth map on a flat piece of paper. You have to know, you know, trigonometry and all kinds of stuff to get. You can't just draw an earth and then fucking, oh, here's fucking America. Like I did actual, it in third grade, so. True. But <laughs> actual, like, dimension-wise, like, expanded right. out, blah, blah, blah. Right. Accurate maps. So, you know, it, map making has come a long way. It's taken a long time to get accurate maps in, you know, modern society or whatever. However, there was a map, and there still is this map, that was put together um, in like the 1500s, and it had Antarctica on the map. And not only Antarctica on the map, it had Antarctica drawn before the ice shelf. Like actually where the fucking island, or the continent, continental shelf drops off in Antarctica. And not only that, it had the topography of the mountains and stream and like all this shit. And this one guy put it on his map that he had created of the world. But Antarctica wasn't even discovered to like the 1800s, period. Somebody knew, even knew what the fuck this was. And when mm -hmm. it was discovered, obviously covered with millions and millions and millions of pounds of ice. There's no chance to know where this fucking continent stopped or whatever, because it had been mapped after people did discover it. Maps were way different than this original drawing. However... Now that they've done the satellite surveys and can tell where the actual continental uh, shelf drops off at, this original map from who the fuck knows when, because the dude that drew this in like 1500s says straight up, I didn't draw, I didn't get this. I got it from somewhere else. Isn't that the Leif Erikson days? Yeah, like around then. But this, yeah. one, but this particular person that drew, like, he said he got it from an ancient source. That was all that anybody knows, like. How hmm. fucking ancient and how fucking far back did it go and how the fuck did they know what Antarctica looked like, A, at all, and B, looked like without fucking ice. It's been covered in ice for as long as we fucking could know. Oh, so this map, it was not covered in ice? No, the way it was drawn, it was drawn where the continental shelf, the actual continental shelf drops off. Not because the ice cap extends way the fuck out in the ocean, miles and miles and miles. It's way bigger than the actual... So when you say the continental shelf, you're... Is the that actual like land, like... Above water. Right. Okay. Like where the actual land stopped, not the ice that extends, you know, further into the ocean, because, you know, this shit just keeps freezing, washing up and freezing, washing up and freezing. So the ice caps grow and grow and grow and grow. So anyway, that's kind of how he started the book, and it took him a long time to get back to what he finally did, and... It, there's tons and tons of details. I do recommend reading. However, 
the thing that's got me twisted about it was the ending. So he's building this case and building this case and building this case for an ancient civilization or some ancient gods or aliens or something to have shown up and showed mankind how to restart everything after the flood. All right. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, he does stick with that theory. However, he doesn't say it's gods. He doesn't say it's aliens. He says it was an ancient society that lived before then that was way advanced and made it through the flood, and they were more maritime people, and they're the ones that came and showed, you know, everybody everywhere, like basically traveled around and showed people, hey, uh, I know you think you just got here and you're eating each other and you don't know how to farm or read or write or anything, but here's everything. Which is why, like, if you look at back through history in ancient Egypt, it goes from nothing, like, can't read, we can't write, there's no language, no agriculture, there's nothing, we're just monkeys, to, oh, here's all the hieroglyphs, here's pyramids, here's fucking God, there's the stars, there's the moon over there, we know mm -hmm. everything about everything. Mm -hmm. So from nothing to everything, which is not the natural progression of anything. Right. Like, n no living species goes from nothing to everything. So there is a gap there, and he calls it like the seven year or seven thousand year gap, basically from five thousand is when everything pretty much starts BC forward. There's just a huge gap. So his hypothesis was in twelve thousand five hundred BC. That's when these ancient people came to the lands and showed them and built the pyramids of Giza and the Sphinx and all this other shit and traveled around the world and showed them that's where all these myths and legends of blah 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 came from are these actual people and in every myth and legend all these people just disappear into the sea eventually when they're done them. so they're mar they're maritime yeah and eventually they're just gone which a lot of people if you watch the ancient alien shows it's like oh it's because they're aliens they flew back to space or some people like oh they were gods that was came to or, to his theory, they were just people, and eventually they fucking died. Because, you know, we all die. They just got old and died. So there was no more of any of that. Right. Okay. Um, so, I mean, all of that's good, makes sense, whatever. And his theory on... Because he had... He, he had a, it was kind of a weird, like, honest moment in the book as far as, like, behind the scenes. He said as he was doing this research and building on this case or whatever, he had a researcher working for him... And the guy basically called him. He's like, hey, man, uh, I see where you're going with this, and that's not possible, so I quit. <laughs> and he's like, what are you fucking talking about? He's like, well, you're, you're building towards some sort of ancient civilization that had all this technology and had been around long enough to learn everything, right? I mean, astronomy, uh, religion, agriculture. Uh, cartography, all these things. He's like, for any, he's like, if you just do the math, for any society to be along, around that long, you'd have to have a, because it was kind of like the Atlantis theory, like the lost city, island of Atlantis. So he's like, that's not even, he's like, that's not even a real thing. It's not possible. He's like, for anybody to develop, for, to, they have to be around so long. The landmass has to be so big. And he was given all these dimensions of it has to be at least this big. They have to be around for this, at least this long. This landmass has to have mountains, has to have 
multiple climbs, has to have this, has to have that, has to have all these things for all these people to go through, learn, develop, and blah, 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 blah. This whole list, and he's like, there is nothing like that on earth. Nothing. He's like, so your theory's wrong, and I quit. And I was like, fuck. So anyway, he kept going with his shit or whatever, and then eventually he came to the conclusion, his conclusion was, these people actually lived on Antarctica. Like underneath it? No, just this ancient society lived on Antarctica. And that Antarctica was not always in the position that it's in now, was not always covered with ice. Right. Now, there's plenty of evidence to support his theory on that. There are trees that are encased in permafrost, which trees have never grown on either Arctic Circle at that latitude. Uh, no evidence of that at all. There's also, now they've been able to do all these satellite imaging and stuff and drilling down into the core of the ice and stuff, they found very, very granular silt that only comes from freshwater rivers running for, I mean, centuries. So that tells you right there, it was a tropical climate. At one point, the mountain, the rivers were flowing. There wasn't always ice, blah, 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 blah. And did, did he just, uh, you, you can get right back into it. Did he touch on that? <clears throat> There's a... Uh... I think a World War II pilot that has <clears throat> uh, documented his his story of like flying over Atlant uh, Antarctica and being pulled into underneath like a hole in the ice that takes you underneath and there's this whole like I mean it's just a one man story but like uh, like there's trop there, there's like it's a whole different world it's like there's life there's there's grass there's trees underneath Arctic Antarctica. He didn't, he didn't bring any of that up. Okay, um, just, just curious. So, and then he brought up, so he didn't, so that's his theory. They came from Antarctica. Antarctica wasn't always there. However, he didn't nail down exactly how he proposed uh, a theory, which is not his theory. It's a scientific theory, which was backed up by Einstein. And he said it's absolutely possible. And it's called um, basically uh earth crustal drift or something like that where or shift where i mean to put it as simply as i can you know the crust of the earth is like around you know around the mantle the mantle's liquid or whatever mm -hmm. the crust is all solid it's 20 miles deep of solid fucking earth earth is spinning like this if you think about the centrifugal force of the earth is what's holding it in place in its orbit if in this theory if the ice caps grow big enough the weight of those ice caps and that centrifugal force eventually is going to make the crust shift. Yeah. And in that shift, there's a, I mean, there's all kinds of violence that's, that's going to cause with that. It's going to cause obviously global floods. It's going to cause volcanic just eruptions fucking everywhere. Earthquakes, total destruction, like humanity over, like we, whatever's we, living is done. We need Greta Thunberg. They, they would need Greta Thunberg big time. That's when we need that, that cross-eyed <laughs> bitch for sure. <laughs> Uh, but, and then to couple with this, like if you look in, um, up in parts of North America and Canada, there's been woolly mammoths and people and saber-toothed tigers and all kinds of, that have literally been caught in permafrost up there. They basically were flash froze to death. So that would support this, I mean, violent shift from, you know, decent, living environment to bam, you're frozen all of a sudden. Yeah. Like everything shifts north. I mean, they found like, um, 
a bunch of vegetation and stuff, permafrost in Siberia and Iceland, green, like all this kind of stuff, whatever. So there's a lot of evidence to support his theory of the crustal shift, um, which is different, by the way, than, than continental drift. We all know continental drift exists. That's not even a theory. That's a real thing. It can be measured every year. They move a little bit. Right. So different thing. And it's not, this is, could not be gradual. It would have to be sudden to do all the effects and wrap all this together. So all of that is fine and dandy. I don't buy it all, but at least I can go with it a little bit. This is what pisses me off at the end of this book. What's really been spinning my head. As he spends most of the last chapter, I was expecting a better bow on it. Because again, he's kind of committing to the... Well, before you get to that, what, what was his initial theory? Like, like I mean, what was his initial thoughts of... of his initial thought was there's no fucking way that these primitive people could do any of this shit. So who the fuck taught them to do this? And so it had to be some sort of ancient maritime. Uh, it had to be somebody with the knowledge. Because, I mean, like, and I'll get to this in a second, but, like, we still can't do, we still can't do a lot of the things that they did. Even who? with all of our, us today in modern society. Like the pyramids or something? Like the Great Pyramid of Giza. Like if you talk to architects mm -hmm. and like even people that do heavy construction, build skyscrapers, they're like, yeah. Yeah, no, we can't do this. Right. Cannot do it. Yeah. So, and I'll get to that in a second, but that was his initial, what started him down this road. So anyway, earth crust displacement, ancient people sailing around the world, teaching these motherfuckers to start over, right? But here, here's what spun me out is most of the last part of the chapter, he spent going over uh, the fact that, you know, the Mayan calendar ends in the 2000s epoch. If you look at the story of the Bible, it pretty much is wrapping up in the 2000s epoch. If you want to follow all the way through, a lot of these ancient societies have told a lot of the stories. Basically, this millennia is the end of this epoch. The world's going to end some point in the 2000s we should start preparing to be able to pay this all this knowledge forward and he was like what would you he's like i don't have to describe the atom bomb i've saw it my kids have seen it their kids will see it everybody in japan knows what it is how would you describe that to the next person how would you do this how would you do that and he starts talking about this instead of kind of really putting a bow on this and it really pissed me off because i'm like my initial thought when he starts talking about this paying this forward i'm like my initial thought is, who gives a fuck? Like, fuck those people. If anybody survives the next fucking apocalypse, fuck them. I don't care if they're digging in the dirt and eating each other. Fuck them. Okay. Why am I going to spend my last days trying to fucking build time capsules or whatever you think? <clears throat> and that's the other thing. It, and I just start getting more and more pissed the more and more I think about it. Like, how would you propose, because his proposal was the people that built the pyramids and all these other things and told all these stories, it all comes back to the procession of the earth. The procession of earth is based around a certain set of numbers that are all, if you multiply them, divide them, whatever, they all come out together. They all fall in together. And if you look at the base to the, to the height of the great pyramid, it's, you know, half a pie. And mm -hmm. if you look at all the dimensions, they all, if you multiply them together, come up to the procession of the earth, which the procession of the earth is, where the vernal equinox goes between every celestial sign. So like Aries, Pisces, Virgo, right. basically it takes 2,690 years to go from fucking sign to sign. 
it's like 20 whatever uh whatever 24,000 whatever it is years to go all the way through 12 all of those numbers are wrapped up into the pyramids all of those numbers appear in ancient egyptian stories at some point in some fashion all of those numbers appear in ancient norse stories at some point in some fashion they appear in the aztecs that these these same numbers appear all over the world and all in one way or another they appear so that was his theory is they left that as they left the procession of the earth as the sign like hey we were here we did this shit like that that's our lasting legacy which okay that's cool if it's true he's got a lot of he presents a very good case he's got a lot of evidence to support it but my point is who the fuck would think about that first of all secondly who would fucking do it fuck those people well okay so questions um so when a catastrophe happens and you're in one of these transitions are these people are these people that are the, the civilized people who are are they just hiding out and like on the other parts of the world they're they're just like back to cavemen people or how that that's another like that was another question that i wanted him to fucking answer instead of talking about paying this shit forward like okay because that was what i was about to get to about the advanced society like built they built these pyramids if we're saying we can't do it now, how goddamn advanced do we have to get before we could be the people that are selling around and teach these people how to do this shit? Because at this point, if it happened tomorrow, we couldn't do it. So how much further do we have to fucking go? A and B, that was my next question. Is everybody just sailing around in boats for what, a couple of generations? And then okay, I have so many questions. So how do how do the the advance how does the advanced society survive whatever currently happened to the earth? How are they surviving it? Boats. They're surviving the end of the the transition of the entire world by boats? Just like Noah did in the story. Just like every story. Every story from every society. So a guy built so, a boat or he stood on a mountain or something. Right. So so but they're but they're they're dying. Like their 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 numbers are dwindling down. They 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 their time is ending completely or yes. they're yeah, the whole completely. world. The whole world. Okay. So so each one of these epic times, they 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 are the end their their species or their development is coming to a very end. Done. Okay. So okay. I mean that doesn't so they're passing, they're trying to uh you know pass on to to the so then how did the other people survive then on great, other parts of the world great fucking question well i mean if, if they're advanced and they they can't survive it and they're advanced how are there other you know monkeys you know like like lower and, and then why why the people that survive on the other part of the world quote unquote why do they go straight down to monkey status like like wouldn't they be wouldn't they have some knowledge base people that survive through these times that they're not and then, uh, yeah, I have a lot of questions. Yeah, a lot of questions. My biggest one is number one: Why would you? Well, I get that. Actually, that part I don't have an issue with because you would because it's your because you're you're human, like you like the human. It's in human nature to teach, to uh, spread knowledge, and if you're if you're ending if for whatever reason this guy says your civilization, even though you're advanced, is ending. 
you want to pass on to the whatever or whatever civilization is out there. You want to pass on the knowledge to to let them grow and 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 become whatever they're going to be. That part's not that weird to me. It's the part that like, how are you dying, but those monkeys aren't. That's the part that I don't. Uh, yeah, that they they all have to be gone too. So I don't know if like. Oh, so they're just placing this knowledge? So there's nobody for them to actually physically hand it this knowledge. They're just placing it places? No, they're they're placing it places, but there are people there. But if you look at, if every society has a flood myth or story, so every 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 society has, I mean, even the fucking Eskimo, every, every goddamn civilization ever has a story. So if everybody had a few people that made it, well, then eventually everybody's going to start populating shit again, right? Mm-hmm. But if you didn't have, you know, the advancement of whatever those people had, you're going to go back to what you were doing before, kind of. But that's my next point is let's say that you are. Let's say, you know, you're the dude that made it. You're from the advanced society. How the fuck are you going to pass this knowledge on to these people? When, when, whenever the fucking water, whenever, whatever happens, when it gets to the point where you can actually, because again, it's not going to be you. There's no fucking way that the whole world ends and like, uh, well, next week it's cool. No, that's, it's not working like that. It's going to be hundreds of years. So now it's from word of mouth to you through many generations that people that have not hands-on done any of this shit. They only have what you have, but then you show up to all these other people and you're like hey guess what guys i got all this cool stuff to tell you and they go because they don't know what the fuck you're talking about because they don't speak your language they have no idea what you're fucking and you i mean you literally have to start from scratch and you're the dude they got told by 20 other dudes of what how to build fire a wheel what is a computer what's electricity i mean think about it at this point if we got to this point and it all went away everything's gone like, I was talking to somebody about this. Like, well, you can store it in a computer. And then plug it into what? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like, but... Hmm. There's no internet. There's no... There's literally... You went from everything to you are... If the animals survive, like in all these stores, not only are you at ground zero, you're back in the goddamn food chain. There's no somebody, weapons. But somebody has to survive. At least two people have to survive. Yeah, obviously. So there's a there's a knowledge base in those two people that you don't start from zero. So that's the that's the part of like uh, like wherever the wherever the wipeout happens, even if it wipes out everybody except the man and the woman, that man and that woman has a knowledge. Yeah, that's base. fine. But my point is, yes, you have the knowledge base, but you have no resources to do anything. Yeah, yeah, you have the knowledge base. Hey, corn's good. I like potatoes. Yeah, cool. Where are those at? I don't fucking know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, think about everything that you do every single day. You know how to make a toothbrush? You know how to make toothpaste? Do you know how to fucking build copper wire to run electricity? You know how to make electricity? No. It would. It would definitely anything. be very. It would definitely be very basic. But like, like, like we, you know, we learned like like the, basic like the wheel. all the way back to the fucking. You're in the food chain now. Right, but but think about like the wheel. Like the wheel was a, a discovery. That would not be a discovery if it was but now. Was it though? Well, you know what that, I mean. Like, but that—that's his point, and it's kind of my point too. And it actually even says this in the Bible. If you read close enough, the Bible tells you everything that's ever been has already been. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. So there's a there's a tribal knowledge base built into us from all, and the, which goes along with all these. I mean, if, if this is the fifth time that we've restarted this, we've hit the fucking reset button. I mean, maybe we come. Maybe that's how we get further and further and further. Yeah. Each, each time. one has each one has a new knowledge base that you start from and build from there. Right. So you start a little bit ahead of time each yeah. fucking time. But my point is, if we couldn't build the pyramids at this point. How fucking much further do we have to fucking get? You know, I mean, the, the only real, re the only, and I've been beating my head against the wall since I finished this book. The only f real possibility that I could see this actually working out is if we get to the point where we can leave this planet. Leave it. Some, at least some of us. And go somewhere else and then come back and check in. What well, isn't that what he's saying? No, it's basically, how's he not saying that? If they if they he didn't come, say anybody in, left the planet. Well, not left the planet, but like he's That's saying. That's what I am saying. I'm saying the he, only but, way it works is somebody leaves the planet. We got well, we have to get to the point where we, we some of us get the fuck but out. But you're assuming. Hold on, hold on. That's the assumption that you can't. There's not a place on Earth that you could leave and be safe. Like I mean. If there's a place, I mean, yeah, you can say you can be safe on Mars or, or the moon, wherever. What if there's a place in the earth somewhere no, no, that, no, that I, I get that? No, I'm, I'm not saying that. You, there obviously is a place they people we if we have started over four times, obviously we fucking made it. So there is there was somewhere, right? And every myth has somewhere. My point is to get to the what he's talking about. I think the only way that works is if. We get to the point where we can leave, and then we come check back in. Like, oh shit, they're fucking shitting on the ground and eating each other again. I guess it's time for us to check in and uh, tell them about corn or whatever the fuck it happens. Like, there's got to be some point where we can come back and intervene to reset yeah. everything. Yeah, we got to we got to straighten them out. Yeah, so that would go to the theory that there's some sort of, you know, uh, under under the earth, you know, a uh, whole other world. In the ocean, in the skies, wherever you know, where, wherever the other you know, and which would they would be almost alien-like creatures because, like, if they survive that long, who knows what they look like? Who knows how they survive? What they survive on? How they've evolved? What they look like? They could look like com completely different because they don't need to look like us because right. they're in a different world. So, yeah, that's not, I think it's pretty. I think it's a pretty interesting uh, theory. I don't, I don't it was it was a great book i'm just so, I'm just, so in, in conclusion basically i'm just pissed off at the ending like that he didn't answer more of these questions that we're sitting here asking and he more focused on what we need to do to perpetuate you know this our i guess humans forward and i'm like i don't give a fuck about those people well the answers you want the the questions you want answers to there there's no and we don't have the answers like i mean have a theory it, it, you did you think you book? would did you think that this book or your reading was going to explain to you what aliens are where they come from where they're staying and we'll give you no, an address I, so we can was, go visit them i was really let's, hoping let's go visit the aliens he's talking about he's probably got them in the conclusion here i was really hoping that he didn't bring <laughs> up aliens which he didn't so i was glad for i mean that. Well, again, alien, I, we think of aliens as like way out in space. They could be an alien creature or, or an alien pre-human, whatever, however you want to describe it, could be anywhere. So I don't necessarily think like sky creatures. Or but... a Mexican. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, uh, like the conclusion was not going to be, hey, 
it's actually aliens from from this planet i mean that was never well i mean i was scared that it was going to take that turn but i was already so invested i was like hey, i'm just going to ride it out and see again thankfully it wasn't my point is i really just wanted him to you know say okay here's my theory on okay here's where they were but this is what happened when this so they went here and basically this is kind of the timeline to where they came back and taught and here's my theory on how there was people everywhere already. And I mean, all the, like, that's more the thing that I wanted him to kind of nail down there at the end, not how do we tell them about atom bombs? They don't need to fucking know about atom bombs. They need to know how to build a fire and how to stop getting to eat by fucking lions. That's, that's their own, like, when you're in the food chain, your only thought is, what am I eating today and how do I keep from getting eaten today? And that's it. And that's yeah, why we, so, we don't develop as a society until we have agriculture, because until you can grow your own food, your only thought is get fucking food. You're just another fucking animal. Yeah, it's like it's like when people get lost in the woods, you are in survival mode. You need to find water and you need to find food. That's, <laughs> that's, it. that's, that's your, your entire only life. Fucking concern. It's just safety. You, you got to have stuff to keep yourself safe, keep yourself protected from animals and the environment. You need water, you need food. And like, but I was one, I was just thinking like, if we, if that happened to us, I just wonder what would be our baseline and our new baseline. If that, if, if the fifth epic time were to happen. Um, <clears throat> I had that thought. And also I had the thought too, which kind of just my dark sense of humor. I'm like, I wonder if there's a line that we get to with God where he's like, all right, they did it again. Like, <laughs> And then I, of course, I went down the rabbit hole of just ridiculous shit that it could be, like just the most mundane, you know, because you think sodomy, you think, you know, Sodom, Gomorrah, all those stories, you think all the fucking terrible, like, rap. But what if it's just like, you know, if the line, I swear to God, I swear to myself, if the Lions win the Super Bowl, that's it. I told these motherfuckers, <laughs> if they win one Super Bowl, it's the end of the world. It! Starting over. Yeah. That's how much he hates the Lions. I hope it's not if a dude lands on a, just as a chick lands on a Bud Light can. I really hope that's not the fucking reset button. Because otherwise, boys and girls, this might be the last episode. What if, what if, <laughs> what if this new Epic Times and it comes down to two people on Earth and we got people like Dylan Mulvaney out there dressing like a woman and somehow he survives as the one woman and it's one of us left as the real man. That's man. I would like to ask Ryan Michael Wheeler if the end of the times come and we got Dylan Mulvaney who thinks he's a woman and it's me. Can me and Dylan repopulate this earth? Do you think that's possible? My God, this would have been a great episode with if or spice it up a bit instead of you. What if it was Donald J. Trump and he was the one that had to repopulate the world? Would Ryan even want the world repopulated if it Ooh. still had Trump's DNA in it. Mm. It's a tough one. I, I, I would. Nobody knows more about repopulation than me. <laughs> nobody knows about world recreation than me. I know how to make fire. I invented the wheel, actually. <laughs> I got the. I got the greatest DNA. Nobody's <laughs> ever had DNA like me. <laughs> You'd probably say no. I'm pretty sure that I'm my it's my ancestors that repopulated the world in the first place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, Ryan Michael Wheeler would probably say no. 
we would be dead uh if you if you I would too- love to actually pose that question to like the biggest fucking That's a good one. Twitter trill. Yeah, it's a good like, one because it, it puts them in a pickle. Trolls like okay, that's it. It's, mm-hmm. it's the, end, the the fucking fifth epoch has ended. It's Trump and some you pick any woman you want, but you got to take Trump and Trump and that lady. That's what repopulates the earth. His uh, DNA stays. Yeah, you were going more with the troll route. I was gonna. I was. I was thinking more of maybe. Maybe post two questions. Maybe do the troll route question. Like, hey, it's gonna be Trump's DNA that 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 repopulates the world. Or uh, if it's if it's you actually think a woman can be a man, can if Dylan Mulvaney and you know pick random dude, can they re, if they're the last two people on Earth, will the will the the human species survive? That, that puts them in a tough spot because you, now they're forced. Because if they say yes, you're going to have to explain which one of those two people are having a baby. If they say <laughs> if they say no, then you got to explain why you are a transphobe and why you hate uh, all trannies at that point. So mm, that puts them in a tough spot. I will be using Trans that. Trans women are women. Oh yeah, which one's having a fucking baby then? <laughs> Oh, all right, boys and girls. Well, I think that's good for uh, episode 35 of the Bastards of Babylon. Please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the Revolution Network. You get this podcast. You get the Football Freedom Podcast, my buddy Longhorn. You get I Mean It With Me and FGH coming soon. What are you doing that next week? Mock draft? Yeah. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Do it next week. We get for that. We'll be in Kansas City. That's right. Home of the Kansas City Chiefs, the world champion, Kansas City Chiefs, and the greatest. We'll be doing some live spots. We'll be doing some live spots at the bar, some drunken live spots. I'm sure we'll get into mostly football. But, hey, look, I mean, I'll bring up some some off-topic shit. I'm not scared. I want to go to the Whataburger that they built for Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. That's what I would like to do. Uh, Just to say that we went there. Let's do that. Yeah. All right, and oh, oh, we're going to have some golf videos too, of course. No, let's, let's not do that. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, that's it for us this week. We'll see you next week. <laughs>